Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, and we're back. Episode 34. About to bring it to y'all. Doggy style. Not doggy style. Um, <laughs> He's starting off early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. All right, man. Um, there's been a lot of things happening since the last week. And uh, one of the main headlines is Stan Lee. Yeah. The creator of the Marvel Universe passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, was a huge part of my childhood, and I'm sure Keith's as well, and yeah. my father. Yeah. Um, my father was like one of the first generation of kids affected by Stan Lee and his imagination to create these comic book characters, mm-hmm. these larger than life people that had these special abilities. Yeah. And it made all of us want to be. We used to. You ever seen a little kid running around and they're like, psh, wow, psh, psh, making yeah. all these noises? Yeah. Stan Lee created that. Yeah. You know, without Stan Lee's vision, uh, these things would have never came to fruition. So yeah. I want to give a big shout out and rest in peace to uh, the the creator of the Marvel Universe, Stan Lee. Yeah. He lived a long, long life, though. So that's like. Um, out of everything, like, you know, some people die or they pass away when, you know, their way, you, like, no one's ever going to say, like, man, he passed away too young. Exactly. And not not even as a joke, like, just saying, like, he lived, you know, his, he lived his life, um, I feel like, to his full potential. Like, he got, I feel like he got all his ideas. I remember we had the, the one conversation, that quote from Kanye West about, like, um, my only fear is that I pass away before I get all these ideas out. And I felt like, you know, you live 95 years and you get all your ideas out. You know, he was able to start a comic book company and then see it transform into the highest grossing movies ever made. So that's so dope. And, you know, I'm like a huge fan. Like I, I, I like even people that know me or people that follow me on Twitter, know that my um handle on Twitter has been the Black Stan Lee for a, for a quite a while now. So definitely Stan Lee is like one of my idols. Like I hold him um in a super high regard just just because of what he was able to do with his imagination. Definitely. Mm-hmm. One of the pioneers. Mm-hmm. Um I think when you whenever you're able to come up with something so unique Mm-hmm. And people are starting to relate to it. You know, initially there was somebody saying, what's wrong with this guy? Oh, this guy's a weirdo. Oh, he's this, he's that. Mm-hmm. And the more people that in, invested in these characters, you know, my favorite character out of all of them is Wolverine. Uh-huh. Um, and even now, like I watch a Wolverine movie um, and I just, you know, it makes me feel some type of way. And without without Stanley coming up with the whole concept of superheroes, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't know what to attach myself to. Yeah, you know you think of all these remakes and all these X Men movies and all that. Imagine if you take all that away. What? Yeah, I don't even know. Like I went to film school, um, and it wasn't because I fell in love with like a amazing cinematic movie you know what i mean i didn't fall in love i don't know what um like if you're a film student or if you're a film buff out there you know the movie citizen kane like i didn't watch the movie citizen kane like oh my gosh this is an amazing piece of work like this is what i want to do i fell in love with movies because of like 
cartoons and you yeah. know what I mean, superhero movies. So that's kind of like why I came into it, and that and Stan Lee had a huge part in in all of that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stan. Uh, yeah, imagine if all we had was DC. Yeah. I don't want to say nothing disrespectful <laughs> about, about DC on a podcast. So I'm going to on that combo. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith is a cre- he's a creative, so I don't think that's a good conversation for him to have. Yeah, I just you know I'm just putting in my two cents. <laughs> my, my two cents that ain't worth one. Cent. <laughs> Anything yeah. else on stand, man? Um. I think that is all. Yeah, all right, man. man. Just a just an amazing person. Awesome. Live mm-hmm. the full life. Rest in peace, Stanley. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, moving forward. Another huge headline. Headline. Um, <laughs> Jill Scott. Uh, if anyone does not know who Jill Scott is, she is an American musician uh, that sings. You can consider a neo soul, basically, which yeah. is like another form of R and B. Yeah. Um, and she was giving this performance and she was really getting into it. And she took the microphone and was like putting it like in her mouth and around her mouth and was like stroking it. So she was she was like mimicking oral sex on this microphone. Mm-hmm. And like she was going in detail. She started doing the salt and pepper move on it. Yeah. And then she started like jiggling imaginary balls yeah. and like 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 putting her tongue on her. I'm like Jill yeah. Scott was literally sucking an imaginary cock on stage <laughs> in front of a bunch of people. And they're like, woo, yeah, woo. Yeah. I just think what's really funny about it is, you know, people are, I wouldn't say they're outraged, but I don't understand the, you know, the, the, you know, the excitement or the shock behind it. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who has seen this video and they're like sharing it, like, I can't believe Jill Scott did this. Like, first of all, like either one, you either been sucking dick for decades or you've been getting head for decades. So it's like it's not the first time you've seen this. Mm-hmm. That is, I guess it's just a story because Jill Scott did it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it. I would say it was shocking to me, but I was just almost like I was only curious because of the like, I guess, the context yeah. Like it's at a concert, and I don't think people have seen Jill Scott act in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, once I watched the video, it wasn't like a huge deal to me though. Nah. It was just kind of like, oh, that's you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was funny, like you know, it was, I was like, oh, because her she was trending, and I was like, oh snap. My initial thought was that she had a sex tape out, and I was like, oh snap, Jill Scott got a sex tape. I want to see that. <laughs> and then I just looked up the thing and I realized she was on stage, uh, you know, just doing her thing. I think it almost worked in her favor because I'm sure her, you know, her views and her streaming numbers shot up based just oh, yeah. based on a person leaking a video of her giving imaginary fellatio. Joe Felicio Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think what the, the the least impressive thing about it is I've had better blowjobs than that. <laughs> How do you know? It I know it, man. Yeah, I would give them a shout out, but I don't want to put them out there like that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jill Scott really did a number on that mic. I would have really been tripping out if she would have started like gagging like, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, she is really into it. Yeah. 
gagging on that mic. That's a fa- that is a that's a cool little um, I don't know like an outtake from your your show though. Like yeah. if you if and now like people are probably expecting it. So once they go to a Jill Scott show, they're like, "Oh, do the thing, do the thing." And then yeah, you're like, "Do the thing." <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Good old Jill Scott. Her, her, she's an amazing musician. But I I don't think we should be like we we always find something to be selectively outraged about. I, I think with situations like this, we need to reference other uh, artists who have done more outrageous stuff on stage, like Prince. He had his little light skinned ass out of his fucking pants on stage. Yeah. Like this dude had his pale Drake colored butt cheeks out <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the middle of a stage. Like, yeah. That to me was a bigger deal than Jill Scott giving an imaginary blowjob. Yeah. What to- about, whoa, 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 whoa. What about Ozzy Osbourne eating a fucking bird? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he bite a bird's head off? I think it was a bat or something like that. Yeah, that's that's weird. Right? I think um to to me I didn't see the neg the negative uh backlash. No. I only seen like people kinda enjoying the moment. Yeah. So I don't know. This one dude was like, My imagination was going crazy. I was like, Bro, how many times did you watch the fucking video? <laughs> <laughs> he kept rewinding it and she just she just stopped singing and it just went all in on this fake book. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a Jill Scott show now and she just stops what she's doing and starts doing that again? She'd be like, Shibidi doo doo She said well, she had mentioned that she um like that's a regular thing. Like she kind of incorporates those kind of like sexy segments in her shows. Yeah, well, she was she's she won the internet. She she yeah. won. I think that's amazing though, just because she's such a talented musician and actor and everything, and um, anything to bring light to her talent is dope. So I'm sure. I don't know if her shows were sold out then, but. I feel like um, that's only, you know, more positive press for her to where, like, you know, she's going to put up more dates and more people will be excited to see her. And then they'll be like, oh, snap. Like, not only is she able to give good head, she can also <laughs> sing really good. <laughs> hey, they interviewed Jill Scott about it. And she was like, well, you know, basically, I love to give my fans the whole. <laughs> <laughs> And that was that's what she said verbatim. That is a weird thing. I was listening to uh, Anderson Pack's album. And oh, yeah. He has a like an intro on there where he's getting head and like he is like a skit, and he's getting head in a car like in L.A. traffic or he's from Oxnard, so it was like yeah. some Oxnard traffic, and it was just weird because like he had the real like you know it's just an album, so you're only hearing it visually. I uh-huh. mean, hearing it with your ears. Uh-huh. Um, and. I was just like, that's just the weirdest thing. I didn't hear that. It's at the beginning? Yeah, it's a skit at the beginning. And she's like choking? She's not choking, but it's just you could just hear the sounds of him getting hit. Wow. Yeah. That was just unnecessary to put on there. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put this album on, and then you just start listening, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. I, think, I don't think it was unnecessary, but I think like... If I'm riding around, and I, I got a crazy system, yeah. like I don't want people hearing like that it just feels weird yeah or like if i'm in the car with my mom or something and that's oh that'd be on, terrible that'd be yeah that'd be awful you hear them and then oh yeah and then just and then like your grandma or somebody's like what was that yeah and you're like uh yeah that was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
All right. Well, Jill Scott, I hope you're doing great. I hope you're next to doing great. And you know what? <laughs> you won the internet. Yeah. Moving forward. Gray sweatpants season. Ladies, I, I know you guys are very familiar with this because for some reason, like you guys are like obsessed with the gray sweatpants thing. If you're a guy and you're wearing gray sweatpants, I mean, it's not like it's an intentional thing. For the, for as long as I can re- remember, you know, coming from football practice or working out at the gym, gray sweatpants it never it never crossed my mind that maybe the outline of my cock was showing through my pants. It never really dawned on me until you start seeing women looking down there and then they start saying, ooh, girl, you see him in them gray sweatpants? And yeah. you're just like, oh. Yeah. So that's what you guys been doing all this time. Yeah. I didn't know. I Yeah, like you said, I didn't know that was a thing. <clears throat> like, you know, as a kid, you just, you know, you go, you may be uh, going to PE or whatever the case and, you know, you're just wearing shorts and you think everything is cool. And it wasn't until social media came about that we realized that um, women are actually out here looking for that print. Look, yeah, calling it print season and whatnot. Yeah, they yeah. man, they on it. They on it tough too, man. Yeah, yeah. You know it's crazy, man. It's like, and then they say they try to call us like thoughts, like you a thought for wearing this gray sweatpants. It's like yeah. I can't wear this. Yeah. First of all. I don't even know what you could compare gray sweatpants to because women like they'll have their tits out. And I guess it's just a just what they do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's the tits is out. The ass is out. But we don't be like it's tits season. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yoga pants. Oh, yeah. Those leggings are motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Man. But girls I, be wearing those year round. Oh, yeah. They wearing them leggings. They know what they doing with those to leggings. sleep, everything. They know what they doing with those leggings. Leggings, they hug those thighs and they hug that booty. And when you guys go out the door, you know damn well what you're doing with them motherfucking leggings on. Yeah. Especially when you got a big booty. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, golly. What sometimes what women do is like they'll wear the leggings, but they'll have a long sweater over. So you're like, oh, it's all good. Yeah. But when they wear a short T-shirt with them leggings, that's a hundred and twenty percent booty showing. <laughs> <laughs> if your booty was a stock market, it'd be on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like funny. to invest uh, my four hundred one k in booty. <laughs> 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 the Nasdaq just rose today. <laughs> My ten shares of booty. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the Wall Street Journal, it'll be the Wall Street booty. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, as far as the print uh, sweatpants, man, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's. Um, I guess it's kind of unavoidable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't really. First of all, like we wear them because they're comfortable. Um, but outside of that, it's not really, I don't think, I don't think most men are out here just trying to wear, you know, sweat, sweatpants just because they like, oh, dang, I know these females going to be on me when I bring out the print, when I bring out the sweatpants, because a lot of times you're going to be walking around places and, um, it's going to be a lot of men walking around Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of kids and stuff like that. So yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Generally you just wear the stuff just cause it's comfortable. Yeah, it's not like you're intentionally trying to show your penis off. I, I just think it, it becomes, it can become more visible if you're, you know, maybe you're a guy that is actually pretty well endowed and you're wearing sweats mm-hmm. and you don't realize, and it's not your fault, 
but you don't realize that you're walking around and people can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was ever a problem until the internet age came out. Yeah. It's like women talk about people we, uh-huh. in the 80s, they were wearing way shorter shorts. Yes. And yep. tighter and tighter pants and stuff. Yep. So it's like. Remember those Laker games in the 80s? Mm hmm. It looked like fucking Magic Johnson was. Yeah, Magic Johnson running around with a thong on. <laughs> giving no look passes with a thong on. <laughs> and some boy shorts. <laughs> my name is Magic Johnson. I play for the Los Angeles Lakers, y'all. Look at my shorts. <laughs> Fucking you! They were wearing those little John Stockton pants back then. (laughs) John Stockton shorts, man. That's funny. Probably like cheekage. Yeah, yeah. If you jump up high enough and those pants go up, then you look at it male ass cheeks on the fucking TV. I've heard women say straight out, like, "I just like watching football to look at their butts." Yeah, and I'm like, women are the most secretive perverts ever. Yeah. Like, men, they don't leave anything to the imagination. They'll be like, oh, I'm looking at those tits. Oh, I'm looking at her booty. But women will not say anything, and they are literally like a hundred. They are like RoboCop. Or should I say RoboCock? <laughs> RoboCock. <laughs> <laughs> they are looking. They are yeah. looking. Yeah. And it's like, man, you. I have busted a woman looking at my genitalia. Yeah. I was walking one day. I had some shorts on. Just some regular basketball shorts. And I was like looking somewhere else. And then I turned and looked at her to say something. At work. And, yeah, this is at work. This yeah. is a long I know some, time. I, I've heard a story about this before from a person, not you. So uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I know yeah. who this person and is. And the crazy thing is, is I was literally, look. I looked at her. I didn't say anything. She was looking right at my private area. And she just would not stop looking at it. And then yeah. finally I called her name and she looked up and was like, oh, oh. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. This is how y'all doing it, huh? But you accuse us of thinking about sex. Yeah. Like that's like supposedly that's all we think about. Mm-hmm. But y'all out, out here looking at dicks. Right. <laughs> know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what you're doing. <laughs> all right, let's move forward, man. Um the big neck criminal. I don't know how many of you have seen this. It's this black dude. He's got tattoos all over his neck and stuff, and his all over his his chest. But he has the most crazy neck I've ever seen in my life. Like this guy's neck is going from like the back of his ear to his shoulder. Yeah, that might look crazy. And they got all these internet memes on this guy. Like mm-hmm. the funniest one I just seen recently is said Colin Kaepernick. And it, it showed his head connected to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. <laughs> then there was another one that said, uh, uh, the, you, if anybody's familiar with the New York Knicks um, uh, logo, it said, it said New York Knicks. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, the, the most, one of the fucking funniest ones was this morning I reposted it. And it showed a, a, a picture of Odell Beckham's body, but it said... <laughs> Odell Neckham Jr. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my god. Well, yeah. what have you seen regarding the neck guy? I can't even think of like some of the funnier ones that I've seen, but um yeah. This guy is definitely having a moment right now. Yeah, he's a huge moment. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's trying to like finagle the way to like monetize all of this attention. Cause it's gonna be here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah, he gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta monetize yeah. that neck somehow. Yeah. 
he got to come out with some bow ties or yeah, dude, they, they would do it something. And the, another one I seen that was funny. It said the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> 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 oh my god! That's it crazy. had a picture of him with a Christmas hat on and a, and a, uh, a Santa Claus uniform, and it said Old Saint Nick. <laughs> Imagine roasting him. It'd be too. He'll probably want to yeah. fucking kill you, yeah. man. If you making fun of that guy, he'd be like, man, I'm tired of you make fun of my neck, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you how many of these neck memes I've seen, and I've just been laughing. I feel like the only person that could strangle him to death is Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you need somebody with big old hands i think you would probably die trying to choke that guy you get man you're not gonna get around that neck yo hands start cramping up oh my goodness yeah that shit is crazy and the thing about it is is his homies that he did a live video that got posted yesterday and uh it was a live facebook live and he was like, yeah, well, I'm out. You know, I'm, you know, they try to lock me up, but I'm good. I'm out on bail. You know what I'm saying? I'm still grinding. I'm out here doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, they, and his homies called him Nick. He's like, hey, Nick, tell him how you feel, man. Well, goddamn, I feel like. <laughs> oh, he said something like, yeah, I be doing it. He's like, good good thing Lord blessed me with these females because these niggas don't really get my attention. But these, he said something like crazy, like basically saying like, um, the females still be rocking with him, so I ain't even worried about what all these niggas got to say online. Yeah, they. Well, I think now he gonna be the famous, the really famous guy in the club. Like he gonna go to the club, nigga, be like, "Hey, Nick, yeah. <laughs> take a picture with me." <laughs> hey, Nick. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I caught on to it. I just, it just dawned on me. I think there are. I don't know how mug shots get out publicly. I'm sure they. There's probably some website where there's like a bunch of like, like, you know, these they release a lot of these mugshots on um, different news stations and, you know, different websites for uh, different news newses. So I'm sure there are some people sitting at home that scroll through these mugshots every single day just Mm -hmm. to find like some crazy looking ones or like some just a bunch of different interesting ones. Cause how do you fi- like how else do you find like neck or like um, I remember that was like it was a mugshot of like the super sexy girl that was like yeah, you was know, arrested was, yeah yeah she was a criminal of some kind it was a dude they got like that too yeah and then the dude um, they call him like uh, F- felony bay or I forget, yeah. jail bay or prison bay or something <laughs> I forget his name but <laughs> that's what is that's what they was calling him oh, like, wow. the light skinned dude with the eyes who. Who, uh, he got the billionaire girl pregnant um, So all these guys um, You know all these guys Pop up online and stuff so I think there's somebody out there just You know ready to create the craziest Memes from these prison, yeah. prison um, people. Uh, Partially it comes from Some of these people being wanted um, Though I think this dude's the, He had multiple mugshots yeah. And I guess that he had I don't know if he was wanted or they were searching for him or whatever, but it got posted. It was a local it was a local mugshot, like an ad. Yeah. And then we clicked on it. I clicked on it it got shared immediately. The mm-hmm. way these things come viral is like imagine somebody from Bakersfield with like a fucked up face. There was a guy actually from here that got uh a picture taken of him. He was trying to steal a car and it turned into a, a meme, like a legit meme. Mm-hmm. But it starts small. 
and then it gets shared. And let's say I share it with my cousin in Texas, and then he shares it with three people, and yeah. then fifty people share it, and it just blows up. It's because yeah. it's so hysterically funny. Looking at this guy's neck, mm-hmm. it's like he swallowed a microwave and it didn't go down. Dang, <laughs> that's a crazy visual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. My mom said you swallowed a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? I Like you said, I hope he finds a way to monetize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, first thing we're going to talk about, the main topics here. And this is from a, ma- a man's perspective. This could be a unisex topic, but we will talk about women. Um Ladies, you got to do a better job communicating your feelings. You got to do a better job. And what I mean by that is this. Whenever you first start talking to us, we need to have a general idea of what you want. If we don't know, then how can we better? um, I don't know. How can we treat you better? And we don't even know what you want. Another thing, too, is you, you avoid situationships that way. Let's say, for example, all I want to do is fuck, right? Like, I just, I want to fuck. That's where my mind is. I'm just willing to hook up, and I don't really have any commitment on my mind. But yet, you're kind of giving off that energy, but then after we fool around, you want to be in a relationship. That's bad. Like, that, that's horrible. Now you're breaking your own heart. I think that you need to, women need to do a better job of standing on what they want, stand on that, and if we don't want that, then we know we could we could just hightail it out of there and leave. We ain't got to stick around. Mm-hmm. And then nobody gets their feelings hurt. We just move right on along. Yeah. But I think definitely in this Internet age, we're meeting so many different people online. Um, and I and I do think there's a implied idea that if you meet someone online you're only looking for some sort of relations like you're not necessarily looking for some sort of relationship like if you're meeting these girls and you're you know especially on these like tinders and all these different apps like i think the idea generally is that um you guys are only um going to sleep with each other you're not looking for some type of uh long-term relationship so I think it, in those instances, instances, it's even more important to be upfront with your intentions because one person is um, abiding by the rules of the internet, and then one person is trying to. Um, I was—they're not lying, but um, I think they should be like overtly honest. You Definitely, know I mean? like upfront, like, "Hey, I'm looking for this." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually looking for a real relationship, so um, you know this is this is what it is. But don't be that person that's like, you know, some some of these people will be. Um, you'll meet them, you'll be communicating. Some you'll start talking like sexually to these people. They'll be sending you like pictures <laughs> back and forth. Yep. And all of a sudden, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm not really interested in that." Right, it's like you, you're almost leading people on. Very, very true. Yeah, very true. And let, let let me say this, okay? I'm not gonna. I'm I'm human, okay? So here's my thing: if I want to give that, basically give that energy off, I'm not gonna say, "Well, I just want to fuck and that's it." That's mm-hmm. extremely forward. That's too forward, and that's pretty disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But if I am looking for a hookup, then more than likely, what I'll do is I'll make 
uh, compliments of your body and say that you're very sexy or, you know, there'll be some sexual jokes here and there or there'll be this there'll be a sexual more of a sexual energy that I will give off Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, uh, the, the boyfriend type stuff. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I'm not leading you on. I'm giving you the energy that I'm looking for. And if you're going, if you're playing along with it and you're basically like, oh, yeah, well, I like it from the back or, you know, this and that. Because that's what women do. Like, yeah, well, I like to be spanked or I like my hair pulled. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, and you're laughing. All of a sudden you start hanging out and all the energy changes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm save. I'm just, you know, I'm saving myself for the right man, and I don't want that right now. And you're thinking to yourself, you wasted my time. Yeah. And I'm not saying you owe me pussy because that's not cool. All I'm saying is you wasted my time because you were not consistent with how you felt. If you wanted a relationship, I have no choice as a man but to respect that. Mm-hmm. And fellas, here's another a tip: don't ever mislead women. If they want a relationship and you're not willing to give that to them, you need to be a bigger man and step the fuck back. Don't lie to them. Don't try to act like you want to love them and then you get the pussy and you run off. Yeah. That's trash. Don't do that. That's low. That's low. If if a woman wants to have that type of relationship where you guys are just fooling around and hooking up, then that's cool. But you both need to make sure that's what y'all want. Mm-hmm. Because if that's not the case, then you're going to have a big mess on your hands. Yeah. Uh, well, to make a long story short, if 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 ladies, if when you do that, you're 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 wasting your own time, and you're also like putting a man, like you're giving him an ultimatum uh, to like you know take it slow with you and do all this. When in actuality, you gave him the energy back that you wanted to fuck. So why are you wasting his time? I feel the same way with men. If a man is playing any mind games with a woman, you're wasting her time. Mm-hmm. But we're just giving it from a male's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, man, I completely agree. It's like at the end of the day, the most valuable thing that we have in our life is our time. You know, definitely. What I mean? So for any person, male or female, to waste another person's time is like is like almost the most disrespect you can do because we Bruh. don't get, you know, this time is precious and we don't get that back. Bruh. <clears throat> And it's like, and it's not like a, it's, and it's like a thing where it's like, we just have to be upfront about it because, you know, if we, if we do hold time, our time, um, as valuable as it is, more valuable than anything else, then if someone is wasting that, you know, we can't get that back. Um, if you just looked at it from that perspective, you would be, you would change your mind when it comes to like you know how you're pursuing these you know these different people very true mm-hmm. and i'll just give you and i'll be very blunt when i say this i work very hard through the week okay here's another a tip for the ladies listening here and listen very closely if you want to deal with a man that's very busy and he's working a lot of hours or he's doing whatever he's doing do not waste his fucking time because we'll just cut you off quick And the reason why is because if I'm working hard all week and I have weekends off, I want to have an idea of what I'm getting myself into when I'm on my free time. So, for example, if I set something up with you on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I say, hey, let's meet up here and let's do this at this time. That'll be cool. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're giving off a totally different energy later on. It's like I'm not trying to take the time to figure you out. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not trying to do that. I don't have the time to wonder, like, does she want to fuck me? Does she like me as a friend? Or I don't need to worry about that. And I know some women are going to be thinking, like, well, you should know that. How am I supposed to know that as a man? And why do I have to take the time to keep figuring you out when you should do a better job of communicating your feelings? I have no choice as a man but to respect that. But if you don't communicate, how the fuck are you going to get what you want? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, ladies, you need to speak up. You need to speak up. You got to make sure that you, you get the message across that, look, this ain't going to be no easy pussy here. You know, yeah. <laughs> this ain't going to be no easy pussy here. Yeah. You know, I want commitment. Then there is a man out there that can do that for you. Because there's yeah. been women that I've like I wholeheartedly have liked them. And then it fizzled out to where they just, you know, they just decided to stop talking to me. And I was like, that I respect that. Yeah. But then there's been women that I literally just wanted to chill with and fool around. Mm-hmm. And then when the time came down to it, I mean, I set something up. Either one, they either, um, I won't say they got cold feet, but the, the whole energy changed. You know, it went from possibly fucking to doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not cool. Uh, any any person that is strained for time, do not play with them. Yeah, I think I think for anyone out there that's like semi confused about how to go about doing this, because I I do I do think people are generally bad at communicating. Yeah. Um, but it, it it all goes back to how you present yourself. So, like we said earlier, don't be the person that's going along with some type of sexual conversation exactly when you know you're not trying to do that because in a guy's mind if you're entertaining those you know little passive aggressive ways or throwing out little you know hints here and there they that in their mind they think that if you're going along with the conversation that that's going to happen exactly so from a woman's perspective and i'm not blaming anyone you know that's just the way it works i guess but Mm -hmm. from a woman's perspective what they can do better is to not entertain those conversations. Exactly. So if, if a guy's, you know, throwing out those little hints here and there, um, for instance, I don't know why this just popped into my head. So the guy's like, Hey, like what kind of music do you listen to? She's like, Oh, I really like uh Takashi six, six, nine. And then he's like, Oh, 69. Huh? Okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, Oh, you know, I indulge sometimes. <laughs> And then it's just a whole big thing, but yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean from a from that perspective, a better way to have, to have gone about it is just just steer your way away from that. Like oh, even even nip it in the butt right off the bat. Like oh, if that's what you're looking for, then you know I'm not the person. You know what I mean? Yes. And then that and then I will com- completely change the energy. Yes. The guy may continue to try because guys are persistent. Um, you know that's just the nature of being a guy, they think they can conquer anything. Um, but like that will completely change his mind. Like, Oh, okay. She's, uh, she's, she's not on that. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know what I'm in for. I may actually have to get to know this person or, um, it's going to be some, some different type of conversations when I'm talking to her. And, and then it will, and then if it, if, 
if you, if the girl is really honest with her feelings up front like that, and she's genuinely saying what she felt, it would just fizzle out. Like the Definitely. guy will stop talking to you, you'll stop talking to the guy, and then exactly. it, it will be over after. You that. will not be prolonging something that will not. It's not going to end up nowhere, anyways. Yeah. So it's better that once once a guy shoots his shot like that, and you're like, uh, no, not me, I'm good, or whatever like that. Then he's like, oh fuck. Then he's mm-hmm. just going to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make him a bad person because a lot of times people say. Oh, all men want is sex. That's just annoying. It's annoying. There's if a man if all he wants is sex, that does not make him a bad person. All you want is love, right? You're trying to use somebody for something else. So you actually are on the same level. You just in different. You just looking for different shit. Yeah. At the end of the day, you want something different. Separate yourself from that person. That's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I will say this though. Um, I think it's. I think it's awesome. For women that have standards, that's important. Um, a lot, of, a lot of you out there that do have standards, I respect that. But stop creating these bullshit rules. Women create these rules like I won't uh, be with a guy after this time on a date, or I won't do this or this and this. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is have standards. As long as that man is doing things within the confines of those standards, he's good. Mm-hmm. But don't be creating these rules that we don't fucking know about. Like you're saying, well, oh, well, uh, he has to pay for a date this many times or I'm not going to be with him or he needs to we need to meet at this time or we can't have a date. It's like, shut up. That is just dumb. First of all, if you're creating a rule where if you think, let's say, for example, if you think I just want to fuck and you say, well, I can't meet you at after uh, I can't meet you after 11 p.m. on a date uh, because of this or that. It doesn't matter if I met you at 2 p.m. That's not going to stop me from wanting to fuck. Yeah. So it's not <laughs> It's not going to matter. Stop creating these bullshit rules that don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. Having standards is important. But stop creating these rules because it's something you're making up in your own mind. Probably because you've been played by some dudes. So you're trying to do everything contrary to the dudes that played you. But every man is not the same. You cannot, you cannot like put him to a test. That that we don't even know about. Yeah. That's dumb. I feel like a lot of these rules are created after a whole phase. Yes. Like they, you know, have a couple one night stands yep. or whatever the case may be. And then they're like, man, I need to get my life right. So yes. I'm going to create this rule yeah. um, to where these things have to happen. And like you said, like the, 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 the thing with the rules is like the, the other person doesn't know exactly you know what I mean. So that leads to like discrepancies already. Like if you're, you know, some people like you were talking about, some people want to only going to go on a date during the day. Like, Oh, I can only meet you during the day yeah, that's in ridiculous. a public place or something like that. And it's just like, you know, people's people have lives outside of like, you know, <coughs> meeting new people. And then also like meeting during, during the day, someone, in that sense, like if you're going to dinner or something, <clears throat> I don't know, just the mood about like something like about meeting someone at night, a new person at night, just the whole mood is differently in it. And it just, it's just a better vibe in yeah. my opinion. Um, meeting somebody for like a new person for breakfast is weird. It's fucking like, weird. Like you barely brush your teeth and now you want to have a conversation <laughs> with me. You're not my fucking wife. Yeah. What the heck? Like, like just, look, we're just getting to know each other. Yeah. Every date that I take women on will be at night. Yeah. It, it's a different vibe. I work hard throughout the week. I like to relax during the day and at night. 
I'll take you out. If you want to go out with me, then that's cool. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I just think that it's tacky as fuck mm-hmm. when you tell somebody, oh, or you create these rules. Like you said, it, it had to be after a whole phase. And my thing is this. It doesn't matter. We all have that phase. So I'm not trying to put that whole phase on women. But y'all ain't sacred. Mm-hmm. Women are out here fucking a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, or they or they have fucked a lot of guys. And now they've gotten to the point to where they're, you know what, I am not just letting guys do that to me. I want to, you know, create these rules so they know I'm not doing that. But in actuality, it's delusion. It's mm-hmm. not it's not like real mm-hmm. that you're creating these standards for men to, you know, take you seriously when that's just whack. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on, man, you're going to run a good man off doing that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention if let's say we fuck on the third date or the fourth date. It, it's not going to matter to me if I really am rocking with you and I really like you and I can see that you're genuinely a real person. That doesn't change anything. It doesn't matter if you held out for fucking two months because mm-hmm. I ain't waiting no two months for sex. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's too long. But if I'm waiting that long versus four days or two weeks it's not gonna matter i'm not gonna judge you off that i'm gonna judge you off your character yeah you know that's just me that's real i agree yeah man i I just think yeah we just we got to do a better job all around Mm -hmm. uh but ultimately ladies you guys set the tone you choose us we don't choose you yeah i guess it all comes down to communication and then that that there's um more so having morals versus rules. You know what I mean? Very true. Like, I don't think, it, I don't think, I think everyone knows within the first few minutes of a conversation if this relationship is going anywhere. Yep. Obviously from a visual, you know if you're sexually attracted to someone. Oh, yeah. Um, and then once the conversation um, comes down, you know if you're, like, what you're in it for. Even, even before that, like, you can see someone... Um, and you can see their age or you can see even some some people um, will only have relationships with certain ethnicities. So if a person just wanted to smash a girl, um, he knows that like right off the bat. So all these things are in play before you even have like these real um, conversations. Very so, true. Um, <clears throat> I just think after that, it just comes down to communication. Yeah. Because like, for instance, there's. Like we, me and Eddie always talk about it. So, um, you could think about like girls, you know, in high school, um, there's probably some girls on the cheerleading team or on the, you know, soccer team or whatever. They probably dated a black guy for a few months or whatever the case may be. Or, um, you heard about a, you know, a girl getting smashed by, you know, whatever the receiver on the football team. And fast forward to now, I bet if you if you scroll through that girl's Instagram, she's probably engaged to, you know, some regular looking Steve or, you know, just a regular white guy. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just kind of goes back to that point. Like people already know what they're looking for um, before they exactly enter these relationships. Yeah, they know you're not a long term thing. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Very profound point. So yeah, they know what's going on. So it's it's always two things. It's it's a temporary or a long term thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if there's some women that look at me as a long-term guy, like, oh, Eddie's a great guy. He's funny. He's a cool, you know, he's a hard worker, this and that. And there's other girls that are like, yeah, I'd fuck him. That's it. <laughs> that's funny. And it's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. And it's the same way I look at women like, wow, she's got a nice body. She's pretty funny. I'll fuck her, but I wouldn't be in a, I don't trust her to be in a relationship with her. I think we do. I think men do get objectified more than we probably re- realize. Oh, definitely. Like, I feel like I, you two also, you probably feel like you're fit for, like, you know, a girl to, of of standards and, definitely. you know, a successful woman that's, you know, got a career and, you De- know, goals in mind and stuff like that. Definitely. And then they could probably look at you and be like, eh. Exactly. I sleep with them, but that's about it. Exactly. And here's the fucked up thing. There could be a successful you know, hardworking woman that might look at me that way and be like, eh, I sleep with him. That's it. But then they'll go to a fucking dive bar, fuck some random dude that's not doing much and then catch feelings for him. <laughs> it happens. It happens on both sides. But women tend to I've noticed that a lot of women tend to attach themselves to men that are temporary, but they try to look for a long term thing. Yeah. So it's like it's it's there's a whole bunch of different variables that go into this. Mm-hmm. It's like one big puzzle. Of mm-hmm. fucking confusion. <laughs> All yeah. right. All right. You got anything else, man? No. All right. Moving forward. Black police officers. Mm-hmm. Black police officers in America. I support them. And I support black police officers primarily for a couple of reasons. Um, there's like a negative connotation. Like they figure like. For some reason, like, you know, obviously the, the the topic of police brutality has been very prevalent in the news. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The, the, the topic is usually a white officer on a black suspect or a civilian or whatever. And the thing about it is, is as long as that is the narrative, then it's like, you know, we got to do something about these police. We got to do something about these police. But then if you're a black police officer, there's some black people that will call you a sellout. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you cannot call a black police officer or a black man or woman a sellout that's trying to make change in the community by being a police officer. Yeah. I think that is completely ignorant. I've seen it before. And one one of these dudes, I consider him a friend, but he just was making an ignorant statement. He said, man, he said he said something like, "Uh, man, all these white police officers is they just uh, a pawn for the white man or some shit like that. I said, hold on, bro. Police officers. Yeah. That's what he said. These black police officers are just mm-hmm. a pawn. They're getting ran or whatever by the white man or whatever. I was yeah. like, hey, bro. I was like, what if I decided to be a cop? He's like, I don't know about that, bro. I don't think I would probably have to message. I couldn't talk to you no more. I was like, <laughs> That's what? That's so stupid. It's the stupidest fucking shit I ever heard. Hey, guy on Facebook, you're an idiot. <laughs> 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 it's stupid. Yeah, this um this topic kind of came about because me and Eddie watched that movie, uh, The Black Klansman, the other day, and um, we we're kind of watching it, and it was so many like Spike Lee is, um, I feel like he's a highly underrated uh filmmaker, but he had so many like little nuggets in there about how people felt um about black police officers in that time period, and um. There was definitely um, there was it was negative on both sides. So it's like if you're going in as a black police officer, you can't win because on one side there's you know obviously racism still going on in America during that time period. So 
your coworkers don't really like you. And then on top of that, you have, you know, the Black Panther Party is, you know, at its height. And, you know, a lot of these um, different organizations are looking at you. These black organizations are looking at you like, oh, man, you you working with them like these people. These are the same people that's beating us up and, you know, hitting us with batons and, you know, sicking dogs on us and hanging us and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's like you can't really you can't really win. But I feel like, honestly, the the best way to combat um, all this police brutality is to have more people in these positions that look like um, the people that they're hurting. Because, you know, if you grew up with whoever, um, if you grew up with these people, you're you're less likely you're, you're you'll be more understanding of them. So you know that if you're having a conversation with them, it won't be as hostile. Like exactly. these, you know, you don't, like if you pull over a black person and you're like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like you, you can have a legit conversation with them because you guys come from the same background. Exactly. But if it's somebody you know went to completely different schools than you, they grew up in a completely different tax bracket, and their exactly. whole life is totally different. Um, there's going to be a, a gap in that communication. You're not going to be able to com- communicate as as well as you would between somebody, but like com- communicate as well with someone that is from the same culture and the same background as you. Exactly. And here's the thing. When people say things like, we're all American, we're all American. Yes, but it's still a crock of bullshit for this reason. Mm-hmm. We are culturally separate. So to be honest, like there is white culture, there is black culture, Latino culture. Like you don't know, mm-hmm. you're not going to know everything. There's a lot of things that me and Keith don't know about white people there's a lot of things we don't know about mexican people but at the same time we grew up in a very diverse uh we grew up you know playing football with a lot of different teammates and we grew up in certain areas so we understand we're very cultured in a lot of different ways but everybody's not like that Mm -hmm. there's some black people that grew up with around nothing but black people maybe in atlanta there's some white people that grew up in oregon around nothing but white people Mm -hmm. so now let's say for example you got a white guy from oregon all of a sudden he becomes a police officer in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. He's not going to understand the mannerisms of black or Latino people. He's not going to understand the lingo, the language. He's not going to understand who's bad and who's good, who has good intentions, who has bad intentions. Does it make that cop racist? No. But does it make that cop bad? No. But he doesn't know shit. Mm -hmm. It's the same difference as if I, a black man, end up in uh, some fucking backwoods area where it's 100% white. And I'm the only black cop there and stuff's going on and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So the thing about it is people got to understand when a black officer or a person of color chooses to be a police officer, don't sit there and ridicule them for making a career decision to better the streets. And it's not so much that all these white officers are doing a terrible job. It's that they are clueless. Some of them. Yeah. They're getting in these situations. They're, Imagine, okay, imagine being white and you grow up in, I don't know, a predominantly white area uh, or I won't say predominantly, we're predominantly white. And let's say it's like middle to upper class, right, where you're not dealing with a lot of crime. And let's say the only way that you know about blacks and Latinos is by watching uh, something that depicted them in not a great light. Maybe you watch uh, Love and Hip Hop or maybe you watch fucking rap videos or Maybe that's your only interaction with people of color. Now, all of a sudden, you in Los Angeles and you thinking that every person you pull over is like Snoop Dogg. 
You thinking everybody you pull over is like Ice Cube. Yeah. You don't know black people from nothing, but now you are on the beat patrolling a predominantly brown and black neighborhood. That is one of the major. It's a lack of communication and lack of understanding more than, you know, outright, you know, just police brutality. Mm -hmm. They don't they are overreacting a lot of times because they don't understand what the fuck is going on. Yeah. That's just the gist of it. Yeah, that's real. I think a lot of issues that we have in many different fields fields can be solved. Um, with more diversity. Yep. So imagine, like, Colin Kaepernick is, there's, you know, 32 teams in the NFL, 32 starting quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick is better than a handful of those 32 quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, definitely. It may be more than that. Um, but there's no black owners in the NFL. Nope. So it's like, just something as simple as, you know, if I were an owner in the NFL, it would be like, okay, everyone wants to shun this guy out of the NFL for standing up for people in his community. Yep. I'm going to give him a job because all these other 32 owners are scared to pull the trigger for whatever reason. Some yep. of them some of them are scared. Some of them probably genuinely feel like Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, uh, the other handful is just followers. So definitely um, you have that in the work. So, you know, you just imagine that um, in the police field, you know what I mean? I just think that it's in outside of the out, like the worldly issue going on, like someone becoming a police officer, like that's a good job. Definitely. You know what I mean? You're working for the government, you know, you, I'm sure there's, tons of different benefits um you know what i mean and just it's just a good job you know what i mean and you're 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 doing something you're serving the community you know Definitely. what i mean so you are a public servant yeah so yeah um what's, what's crazy about that though is the whole owners with colin kaepernick thing i don't want to beat that over the head but it's a lot deeper than what people are doing or what they're giving it um yes the owners happen to be older um, and predominantly white and during their younger days things like segregation were legal and their parents had a different way of thinking so they come from the old school where black people didn't have no fucking rights so maybe in their mind they may think these guys are lucky they see they're even playing football mm-hmm. so i can't say what's going through every owner's mind i'm not going to say every owner is racist and this and that and the third but since America's inception, the way black and white people view America has been different completely. OK, so we're not going to sit there and be like, we're all Americans. We all are privileged. Like, no. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the things that happened in the past are still affecting today. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to, you know, I have family members that served uh, in the army, Marines, and they come back. They come back from serving their country and they can't drink out the same fucking water faucet as someone else Mm -hmm. so to say that there's create this blanket statement like oh you know connor's disrespecting the flag and he could have found a better way if he's he is exercising his amendment right to do that let's just leave that alone but move let's move on from that um it's just crazy to me too because uh in the movie when we seen it it was really seemed ignorant to me when the the I forgot her name, the head chick from the Black Panther Party. 
Mm-hmm. When she told the guy, like, I got to break up with you because you a cop, you a pig, and I can't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, if you want to create change, you got to go on the inside. Yeah. I'm not saying you become a police officer and you just liberate your people like, like that. I'm just saying that when you when you add awareness to a police department, then that's a great thing. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I don't I, I've never not once have you heard me say, fuck the police. You're not going to hear me say that. Yeah. Because when shit gets rough, I call the motherfucking police. Yeah. If somebody trying to break in my house, I'm calling the police. If I got a crazy chick that won't leave my house, I'm calling the police. And they're going to arrest you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get in an argument with a white chick in your house and she won't leave, and you call the police, police gonna come in your house and beat you up. Oh man, <laughs> we I can't wait to have Tree back on the podcast because oh. he has a he has a pretty good story. Oh shit, it's about a, a situation similar to that. Yeah, we gotta oh we gotta get this. Guy. Um, yeah, but even even with that, like I I the way I think about it is like if. If you don't want black people being police officers, like what job do you want them to do? Right. You know what I mean? It's, right. I think, like you said, like the best way to change these things is to get on the inside and change it. It's like a lot of people complain about like the school system, like, yep. oh, the school system isn't for us. Like, you know, these teachers don't care about us and stuff like that. Well, like go be a teacher. Then. Thank you. You know what I mean? Stop complaining about the schooling and then and go be a teacher. Exactly. Or whatever whatever job you're complaining about we have just we have the same rights to be whatever this job is as yep. anybody else in America does yep if you're a citizen generally so just stop complaining it's almost like how we talk about voting like stop complaining oh about what's going on if you're not voting like stop if you're if you're not trying to change it if you're not even if you're you know almost too old to try to pursue these different things um, at least raise your children in a way that mm-hmm. they will know that they can be, you know, whatever. They can be a judge. They can be a lawyer. They can be whatever these um, underserved jobs in our community are. I think we have a complain culture. I think that there's a lot of people in general that love to complain. Mm-hmm. And and as far as trying to actually resolve those issues, there's not a whole lot of uh, of measures taken to resolve them or become a part of the change. They just want to be like, this ain't right. And this is this. And this is that mm-hmm. like, look, man, I'm not going to be a person that complains and say that I'm fat. Right. Oh, I'm fat. I'm out of shape. Oh, I'm fat. Well, motherfucker go to the gym and work out. Yeah. Eat a better diet. There's always a resolution to your complaints, mm-hmm. but the, typically what people do is they complain with zero action. There, and the, that's the number one thing that I have never done is to complain about something, complain about politics and not vote, complain about uh, police brutality and don't celebrate black or brown people that become police officers. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like you are just you're, you're just you just want to complain. Mm-hmm. You don't have and like it's almost like people want to complain. And whenever a resolution is on the rise. They're kind of just like, oh, well, they just doing that to do this or yeah. they just doing that. They like, always have a built in excuse. Yeah. Or there'll be people like complaining that Black History Month is the shortest month in the calendar year, but they don't celebrate Black History Month at all. Yeah. It's like, what do you what do you what do you want? Yeah. What is, <laughs> you complain you complain about Black History Month being the shortest month in a year. Like, what month do you want? <laughs> you want December? You want December? <laughs> you, you want to share it with Santa Claus? You want three extra days? Yeah, that, that's like, bro. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. And and I say this, 
I say this as not only an American citizen, but as a black man that I celebrate any of my family because I have family in corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm proud that they are doing what they do. Yeah. You know, because they putting a black face on 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 the on. I wouldn't say the, the whole judicial system, but it's a part of it. Yeah. Uh, they're the one on the ground doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great thing. And I, and I think that having more of that is not to counteract or say, like, all oh, these white officers are doing a horrible job. It's to create more diversity. It's just like in the trucking industry. If you look at, if you drive by any trucker, you're going to see a man in that seat. It's always a guy. It's always a guy. I hardly see no women on the road. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with having a woman in the seat driving a truck? Yeah. It's a male dominated uh, 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 line of business or basically it's a male male dominated occupation. Yeah. So what's wrong with switching things up? Yeah. So I just think we need to do a better job of accepting change as people and as black people specifically. Yeah. yeah. I think and the crazy part is a lot of these people that are complaining about whoever like black people being police, the the police haven't done anything that horrible to you. No. I can understand if you were in the you know, if you were running around in the sixties with uh, Martin Luther King and the police were sicking dogs on you for yeah, protesting yeah. and stuff. You would have a completely different outlook on life when it comes to police officers. Exactly. But you know, you were born in in the eighties, and it go. wasn't that bad for you. And you nope. probably u- utilized the police for um, at least once in your life. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and and on on top of that. I've noticed, at least with me growing up, I've had some, I won't say run-ins with the police. Me and Keith were together before and have been blatantly um, pulled over for no reason. You know? Uh, I know you, you remember I know you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, me and Keith are both guys that got our noses clean. Keith's not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. We just cooperated with the police. Yes, sir. No, sir. Kept it respectful and we left. Yeah. Okay. But I've noticed in this culture, it's easier for people to hate police because of the social media influence. Um, my thing is, is things like this have been happening a long time. They say, oh, police brutality is worse than it's ever been. Blah, blah. That's false. You ain't seen the videos of Martin Luther King and everybody on the peaceful rallies getting beat by the police. You ain't seen Bernie Sanders getting his getting his head bashed in. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he got that bald spot. <laughs> Bernie Sanders got hit in the head. His hair never fucking grew back. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of the social media influence is is really getting people riled up, mm-hmm. and I don't get riled up anymore when I see things. Or uh, you know, it could be. I want to know everything. And number one thing I don't ever want to do now, if there, if like the recently, and it was an innocent black man shot by the police for no reason. He was a security guard. Yeah. And, uh, people are just, you know, having outpours of, you know, of, uh, rest, you know, rest in peace. And Kanye West donated 150,000 to the family. And then they called him old Kanye trying to make up for, you know, uh, Kanye trying to make up for, you know, supporting Trump and all that. I'm thinking like, first of all, why does him supporting Trump bother you so much? I don't give a fuck personally. Yeah. Um, but secondly, outside of that, I think that Kanye West is a human being. Exactly. So his political stances have nothing to do with like him actually being um, 
him showing gratitude. Like I've seen Kanye West on multiple occasions giving rappers the time of day or yeah. you know, giving shoes to like get this he'll he'll be like, take this man's numbers down, we're gonna get him some Yeezys or you know, just all those different cases. Yeah. And just giving rappers opportunities on yes. his label. You know what I mean? He's giving a big shine, like a listening ear when he just wanna freestyle at a radio show or something. You know what I mean? So that's a little bit of a tangent, but No, that's not a tangent. It's actually yeah. useful information. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's just crazy. Kanye reached out, gave the family one hundred fifty thousand, and I seen nothing but black people at the top of the comment like, "Oh, he ain't invited to the cookout anyways," or he just trying to <laughs> he just trying to get his black card back and all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, you know what? And this is gonna sound fucked up, but a person that's that's at the top really shouldn't care too much about what somebody's saying in the comments that probably makes minimum wage. And I know that sounds really fucked up to say that, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: a lot of people hate their lives in those comments. Yeah. They don't because my, I've never thought to myself to wake up in the morning and write some hateful shit on the internet. Yeah, I never thought to wake up in the morning and go write "suck my dick" on the internet. That's mm-hmm. not something that I would say. Mm-hmm. I would only say something like that if, if I'm having a good day with a good evening with a young lady and we're having fun. <laughs> but besides <laughs> besides that, no, I, mm-hmm. I, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. There was this app called um, Yik Yak. Oh, I remember. And, uh, it was it was interesting because when they would have like uh, words that I, I don't know what you like hot words, I guess. So if you were saying something like, sometimes I'll be like. Um, hey, bro, shoot your shot or something like that, and they'll they'll give you a warning like, hey, um, because the word shoot was in the message, so they'll be give you a warning like, hey, like, are you sure you want to use this language because you know you're not allowed to, you know, say these kind of you know outlandish things, you know what I mean? So they they had a way of like monitoring what you were saying, which was kind of like stupid in a sense, but it was kind of cool at the same time to where. You know, if somebody was in the comments using like certain keywords or certain hot words um, in a disrespectful manner, like it would it would it would uh, basically give you a warning like, hey, we don't allow this kind of like disrespectful lingo on our app. So make sure you you're watching what you're set, watching what you say. That's real. All right. Anything else, brother, man? No. All right. Moving along. Saving slash investing your money. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say I'm the most business savvy guy. I'm just a truck driver that um, is learning all these new things and tactics of how to try to diversify my money and all uh, and whatnot. But I'll say this. Um, saving money without investing it is you're still broke. And I feel like even though I felt like I've done a better job with saving money and whatnot. I haven't invested in anything lucrative, nothing mm-hmm. that is going to nothing that is active. I think when you're saving your money, that's just dead money. Yeah. But when you're saving money while you're investing, you got money sitting and moving. The moving money is should be possibly appreciating in value and you're probably making more on that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you could increase your net worth that way and whatnot. But um I still got a lot to learn. 
mm-hmm. uh, in regards to that. But uh, you got anything on that, brother man? Enlighten yeah. us, enlighten us, Mister Keith. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> that, like, yeah, definitely what you said. Um, saving money, saving money is cool. Um, saving money is cool in the sense of you're not spending money on things you don't need. Like if you get a paycheck and the first thing you do is go buy the latest shoes or if yeah. the first thing you do is, you know, go out to the club and you you spend 25% of your paycheck on alcohol and shots for girls and oh shots for God. your friends and stuff like that. Like that's that's not a way to live. That's how you, you know, you won't really further yourself in life. No matter where you're working, there's people I know um, – that would do that and they make a hundred thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if you're if you're doing that making that much money you're still not really setting yourself up to be successful um but you know saving saving your money in that aspect saving your money in a sense to where you're only um you're setting aside money but you're you're not buying things you you like you're buying things only that you need you know what I mean? You're not worried about things that you want. You know, you can buy the things that you want later in life when you're, you know, you you have your own businesses and, you know what I mean, life is going a little bit better. Um, but the investing part is is um, interesting as well. So investing has a broad spectrum. So um, you can invest in stocks, you can invest in bonds, you can, you know, they hate, they even have those those apps that do investing for you. Acorns, you know, the Acorns and the uh, that's no. another one I forget the name of it, but those fear. those apps are um, definitely pretty good because you know you don't have to worry about anything, and it's going to help you save money and help you stop spending money, and oh. um, and you won't even need any real knowledge about the stock markets um, because it'll it uses an algorithm and it'll take care of it for you but even outside of that like it's um it's not that difficult like you can look up um you know stocks like apple stocks like netflix stocks like you know microsoft and these are stocks that especially in this day and age in the tech day and age in 2018 you know these these stocks are, you know, just going to keep rising because technology is getting better and the um, the the price of the stocks are going to reflect that. And then outside of all of that, you can invest in yourself. Like instead of, you know, making money, a lot of people like to do stuff outside of their regular job. Like I know people that, you know, they like to make music. They like to shoot music videos. Um, so take that money and instead of spending it on shoes or whatever the case may be, spend it on a camera, spend it on, you know, sound equipment. If you want to shoot videos, if you want to be a YouTuber or whatever the case may be, spend it on different lighting. Um, and these are all investments that will um, pay off in the future, just like um, investing in stocks and bonds will. You know what I mean? I know and it's sad because I know people that want to do stuff, but they complain all the time that they don't have equipment. And it's just like at a certain point in, in these people, they, they, they're not willing to invest in themselves, but they are willing to ask people for help all the time. And sometimes I end up being the one that are the one that's like helping these people. And it's just like, I don't really have the time or the patience to be, you know, constantly working or helping someone that, 
is living their life in this manner. You know what I mean? There's people that are out making way more money than I am. And yet they will still rely on me to like record something. That's ridiculous. And it's just like, like, I just don't, I can't work with somebody like that because irresponsibility. Yeah. I know that that I, knowing that they're not willing to invest in themselves, it's just like, don't utilize me, especially if you're using me for free and you're spending your money on whatever the case it is and not investing in yourself in the art that you want to do. That's yeah. That's that's a huge like turn off as far as like, uh, like if if, if, if as far as doing any type of collaborative, uh, pro like project mm-hmm. with me in any way, or I'm sure Keith feels this way, obviously. But mm-hmm. if you don't invest anything in let's say studio equipment, mm-hmm. and you want to use my studio equipment, and you make a lot of money, right? And then let's say I help you out, right? But then I see you turn around and then you buy your uh, your girl a Gucci bag or you buy some random chick some expensive shit. I'm like, I'm done with this motherfucker. I'm yeah. not talking because they're not serious about what they're doing. If they were, they would spend. I know some guys that were dead broke, barely made money, but they spent it on like computer equipment mm-hmm. because they were producers or they, you know, they, they or what. Let's say, for example, whether it's a producer or let's say you play basketball and you're trying to get a, a scholarship from Cal State. You're trying to walk onto the team, but you don't have a basketball. You yeah. know, like it's all kinds of things. Yeah, that's it, a good example. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. If you're serious about something, then your your energy towards it, it's going to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In regards to investing or especially in stocks, I know there's a couple different. There's a, the day trader is the one that has to have the capital, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they well, have they have a rule. So, if you're a day trader, you need a um, I forget. It's like a twenty thousand. It's like twenty thousand dollar minimum on here and yeah. um, for you to day trade. And a day trader, um, they have like you. I think you can day trade up to three three times um, in a week to be to be uh, like. If you do any more than that, then you're you're considered a day trader. And a day trader is essentially a person that buys a stock. And sells that stock in the same day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have day traders, and then you have you know long, pretty much like long term investors. Long term investors are people like Warren Buffett. Exactly. People that you know they'll buy a stock and they'll hold it for you know four or five six years, and then all of a sudden six years later the stock has risen you know multiple dollars a share. Like a, and they, and so they like a day trader is almost like a, a hookup or one night stand and the and the long term investor is more like a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> day traders just hit it and quit it. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't even using no protection or nothing. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. the here's day the, trading is riskier too, so it's kind of the same same concept. Definitely. Here here it is per by definition. A day trader is a trader who adheres to the trading style called day trading. This involves buying and subsequently selling financial uh, instruments, stocks, options, features, uh, derived derivatives, I believe it says, currencies within the same day trading, such as all positions will usually be closed before the stock market close of the the day trading. Depending on one's trading strategy, trades may range from several to hundreds of orders a day. Mm -hmm. That's just one. And this another one is an institutional day traders. Mm -hmm. For financial institutions and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's always something to want to get involved in. Yeah. Especially, you know, once you your net worth rises, you know, and you're trying to set yourself up after retirement and whatnot. Yeah. 
Yeah. <clears throat> it's a smart idea. The one thing that bothers me about the investing thing is that so many people, I hate, I, well, just overall, I hate when people say they're going to do something and don't do it. Right. But the thing about investing <clears throat> is like, it's not that, it's not that difficult. Like if, if you're making money and it's, it's just sitting there and you're telling yourself all the time, like, man, I need to invest in this. Or, I, need, I need to invest in this. Like, man, I really need to do it. Like, just do it. Go open up you an E-Trade account. Open up you, you know, um, a Robinhood account or whatever the case may be. And just experiment. Like, if you if you have the money to spare, like, there's stocks that cost, like, $30 or stocks that cost like $100 or whatever your price range is, do a little bit of, not a little bit, but do some research. Don't just talk about it. Don't just say, man, I'm going to invest in AT&T or I'm, I'm going to invest in T-Mobile. Like actually do some research. Look at what they have done historically over the past five years and see how, how much it has grown, see how much it has went down and buy a share. You know what I mean? There's, there's the risk the risk you have is you're going to lose all your money. Exactly. Um, but the other risk is that, you know, your money is just going to be sitting there dead and you're just going to keep talking about it yeah. again and again and again. Saving without investing is being broke. And that's what I am. Honestly. I mean, my thing is, is um make a very pr- pretty good living, but saving money without investing it is just dead money. Mm-hmm. I, my thing is, is I'm going to make sure I do the homework. I'm a very busy guy, but that's not an excuse. You know, if you want to go somewhere and you want to do something, you know, to enhance your way of life, then you definitely need to get the information because mm-hmm. I need to better inform myself uh, in addition to actually making sure that gets done. Yeah, uh, because I mean, there's people that have set themselves up so good that they lose a job and they're like, so you lost your job, bro? Yeah. So what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm on vacation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> something they, will come up. Yeah, something will come up. Like, you be like, okay, so you just got laid off from your job, but you chilling in Jamaica with your wife. That's how you know you put your you <laughs> did a good job with your money. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. the guy I want to be. One thing I will say about this social media age, um, like I was saying before, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a stock. Exactly. Um you can invest in ads and stuff. If you want to grow your social media following, if you have a, if even if you're a rapper, if you're a rapper out there and you're trying to grow your Instagram following, put some raps, freestyles or clips of your song or whatever the case may be up on Instagram and then run an ad. And it doesn't even have to be a lot of money. You could spend, you could spend $2 and literally reach like 600, you know, 700 people in a day oh, and yeah. you know people are going to like it people are going to share it. and even if you capture one fan that's so valuable you know that one fan can you know boost your streaming numbers that one fan can tell their friends that oh this dude makes really good music or even if you're a comedian on instagram if if you're doing you know acting if you're doing writing whatever the case may be there's ways where you can invest in yourself because um, if if you think about it um, that's what any business does. This is what, like, this is the same concept that people, um, that huge rappers are doing. You know, there's a certain, Drake has a certain amount, even if you looked on his um, God's Plan video, they said, the, the, the people said they gave him like a million dollars or $999,000 to shoot a video. Um, 
so that's how it it generally works. You know, they give, you know, these artists a boatload of money. They use a little bit to shoot a music video. They use a little bit to, you know, for radio promotion. And, you know, they use a little bit for social media marketing. And they disperse this money around different platforms. And that's how songs blow up because it's in front of people's eyes constantly. And then they'd be like, oh, man, I heard this song so much. Like, and now I like it. Or I see this music video pop up on my timeline so many times and now I like it. Bruh. I think that Drake does that better than anybody. Cause every day when I was scrolling through Instagram or so or or Facebook, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. All I heard every day was Kiki, do you love yeah. me? And I'm like, all right, yeah. okay. Then you go to Facebook, Kiki, do you love me? Like, all right. Then you turn the radio on. Kiki, like, look, I don't know who this bitch Kiki is, but she can go away. <laughs> tell this man you love him. Just tell him you love him. God yeah. damn it. Fuck. But but even with that, like there's a new this new wave of uh, marketing is different. It's like um, now people are paying different influencers to utilize these um, songs and stuff. So instead, you would normally you would pay. I don't know. You may pay um, for a commercial to promote your your album that's coming out i remember i used to see like different albums um being promoted on like actual tv commercials um but instead you can utilize that same dollar to pay whatever game like for instance if i had an album coming out in um my not this instant this uh scenario doesn't work because the person doesn't really make content for adults but say for instance if i had an album coming out and I was like, oh, man, like Kevin Edwards is a huge YouTuber. He has like three million plus subscribers. What if I gave him like 50,000 to play my song um, on the tail end of all of his videos or play my song on the ba- in the background of all his videos? And with that being um, like three million people, uh, you, generally, you don't you don't get as many views as you do have subscribers. But, exactly. you know, millions of people are going to eventually come across this song and that's going to boost my streams. That's going to boost my buys and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So that's just like a new wave of um, promoting yourself, just kind of connecting with different influencers on social media and, you know, paying them to promote your stuff now. Definitely. And it's a form of investment. Yeah. Um. It's. I don't know, man. There's a whole bunch of different ways you can invest, whether it's, you know, your business or, you know, whether it's our podcast or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. there's ways you could pay for ads. And, 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 and I mean, at the end of it, we're pretty much you're investing in yourself with all of these things. Yeah. You know, even if you're investing in a company, you expect um, you expect something back, obviously, in return. So mm-hmm. you're still investing in yourself because you mm-hmm. believe in what you're investing in. Mm-hmm. And there's no company in the history of the world that can get off the ground without investors. Yeah. You know, whether it's your company, it's you're going to you're going to need if it's a, depending on what it is, you're going to need somebody to invest in you mm-hmm. for. Oh, well, now that's everything because we invest in this podcast, but we appreciate those that invest their time into listening to it. Yeah. So you can't have zero listens, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all comes back. Mm hmm. Anything else on that, brother, man? Yeah. Uh, no, that's pretty much it, man. All Just right, make well, sure you're, you're um, thinking about something you want to do outside of your main source of income and figure out a way to invest in that. Definitely. Just keep this in mind. Okay. 
prostitution is tax free. I'm just gonna say that. Um, yeah. If you ever want to get involved and sell your body, you ain't I think gotta. they tax it in Nevada though. <laughs> 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 oh man. Yeah, forget about what I said. <laughs> keep keep spoiled it. Shout out end. to the Buddy Ranch one. <laughs> Dang, that would suck. <laughs> They'd be like, man, how you going to tax me for selling my own body, man? <laughs> yeah, man. I gave 100% dick and only got 20% back. <laughs> oh, That's man. wild, man. All right, well. It is what it is, folks. We have reached the end of episode 34. Once again, we want to thank you for listening on in. Yeah, we man. got some great things ahead. Not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But just expect some changes from the podcast going forward. Yeah. Um, until then, thank you for listening to Trucker's Mind, episode 34. My name is Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. We out of here, man. Peace.